Welcome to another episode of 518 Talks Podcast. I am your host, William Revis, and today is Wolfpack Wednesdays with my man, Deshaun. Deshaun, what's up? How's it going today? Good, good, good. It is Wednesday. It is another Wolfpack Wednesday. To the viewers at home, tuning in live, and you tune in, like, share, uh, you know, tune into the content. We appreciate you. Oh, what's going on? Um, and today's topic is identifying opportunity. Uh, Deshaun, why do you think this is an important topic? I, I, you chose this, and yeah. I really, as soon as you did, I, I really vibe with this. So tell the people, why, do you, why did you choose identifying opportunity? Um, well, potential is everywhere. Opportunity is not, as we know. And I feel like we are in a position where a lot of people around us don't recognize all the opportunities that are around them. Mm. And I felt like it was a good opportunity <laughs> there we for, go. for us to talk about how people can see new money-making chances or not just with money, but with personal development, with being a better husband, better father, better friend, better mm -hmm. mother, better worker, better person. There are chances for you to um, be better in any aspect of your life all the time. So I just want to find those things, bring them to light and talk about them today. So, so what I like about what you're talking about is absolutely true, right? So we, as a people, we have an issue identifying opportunity. Mm -hmm. um, and I really, so we break this down properly. I want to talk about what are some reasons why we as people struggle with identifying opportunities. So I'm kind of, there's a way I want to go with this. Yeah. So I want to talk about some reasons why we don't uh, identify opportunity okay. um, and then talk about some opportunity and then finally get into identifying the opportunity that's for you. Because as we know, every opportunity is not for you, even if it looks like a good opportunity. Right. So, so let's really dig into first, you know, the personal aspect of why we, why do we not identify opportunity? Um, it's, it's more than identifying, it's acting on it, right? Because okay. I, I feel like those two things go hand in hand. Yes. If you see an opportunity, but you don't act on it, you didn't actually see an opportunity. You saw a chance, but you didn't see something that you could have actually taken, taken and ran with it. So right. the reason why we don't address it is safety. Um, more often than not, an opportunity is going to put us in a position where we are less comfortable doing something. Mm -hmm. For example, let's say you got a new job and the job is offering you five times more than you're getting paid now, but it's on the other side of the country. Right, right, right. You might not go with that opportunity because, oh, I have to move to a place I don't know and be around people. Be I uncomfortable. Don't know, be uncomfortable in a situation that I'm not familiar with. And primally, um, we don't we we don't like that stuff. So we shy away from things that make us uncomfortable. So I think that's the biggest hurdle that people face when they're looking for new opportunities and not actually going and taking one okay. is because they're afraid of what it can do to them. It might make them uncomfortable, it might make them force them to change. And many people don't want to do that. Right. And I, I think and I love what you're talking about. I think a piece of that also is uh, conditioning. Yeah, I think we as a people are conditioned to not really see opportunity or believe that we're worthy yeah. of certain opportunities because of who we are, where we've come from, yeah. um, you know, who we are ethnically or racially, you know, so we don't even see or believe that we are deserving of certain opportunities as a people. Um, um, to, to your point, I was once sitting with a friend and we were discussing cars. And we were talking about one car and it was like a $70,000 car or something like that, an expensive car. And we were talking, I was saying, wouldn't it be cool to own that one day? And he said, yeah, but that's a rich person's car. And I said, so? Right. <laughs> like, so? He's like, well, I'm not rich. I said, yet. 
And with that mindset, you're not going to be rich. You're not mm-hmm. going to that car. It will be a rich person's car. It will be reserved for people that are unlike you because you don't believe that you're worthy for something right. like that. Right. And, and I think I, what I love about the opportunity, especially right now, because I speak about it a lot, is the entrepreneurial energy. Mm-hmm. Uh, the energy, the, the the growth of young people like yourself, uh, individuals that are starting businesses, because we're seeing past the barriers. Mm-hmm. We're no longer relying on on those things or allowing ourselves to be blocked in or allow that proverbial glass ceiling everybody talks about. You know, as an individual with a, a jeopardized background, you can only get so far in life. Yeah. Now, before, when somebody said that, it really took on a life of its own, an energy of its own. And we believed it. I was a person who believed that because of the the color of my skin, because of my background, because I didn't have a college degree. I could never be a business owner. I could never be successful in business. I could only reach a certain level of success Mm -hmm. based on not achieving certain benchmarks placed on me by American society. Right. Right. And that makes sense because a lot of and a lot of people will let setbacks. I'm sure you faced a lot of failures, a lot of setbacks in your life. And um, the best way to look at those things is it's not a setback. It's a setup. It's Mm -hmm. setting you up for something greater. It's setting you up for something different. And for you to be conditioned to think that you can't have all the things that somebody else has, you're not, you don't have access to the opportunity that other people have. And it's just not for you is, is wrong. It's flat out BS. And the sooner people break that, the sooner they can start taking control of their Mm -hmm. life, you know, uh, I work for myself. I'm the happiest I've ever been because I work for myself. I have time freedom. I have mental capacity that's freed up. Mm -hmm. And if it's not, then it's tied up with something that I'm passionate about anyway. So it's still positively contributing to the way that I feel. And that's making me a better person, fixing my world within so that I can have more value in the world without. Yeah. And make sure you guys are paying attention to what he just said. Right. So so take advantage of the opportunity. If you don't find, uh, if you don't feel like you're fitting in in the workplace, maybe that's because a traditional workplace is not for you. Now, it's not that there's anything wrong with being an employee or getting on the ground floor or working for someone else and learning the business, but it's not to say that that's where you have to stay. Abel, what's going on? Abel's another person. You really got to look into what he's invested in, in time and energy and finance into himself and his own business in the last few years and, and the happiness and, and whatnot that comes with it. Listen, regardless of who you are, and, and I mean this 100%, really tune into this, regardless of who you are, where you come from, what you look like, regardless of what your background is, felony, no felony, the path may be difficult, but you deserve the same amount of success as someone else. That was one of the things I really had to fight for was, you know, I find people that always ask me the question, well, where were you educated at? And I tell them in the streets, I don't have a college degree. You know, everything I learned about education, I learned from, you know, what I learned from from traditional education in school up in the 12th grade. But everything else I learned from from being involved in a hustle, being in the streets. Mm -hmm. I learned how to grind. I learned how to apply myself. I learned that, you know, some aspects of business. Right. And how long did that take? A day? A week? <laughs> no, no, it took some time. It, it took, took a, some time. It took some time. Well, no, and the thing is, is the feeling that came with making bad decisions was the feeling based on uh, uh, the stigma that society places on you is, is that once you uh, come from the block or once you go to the streets, you can never go back. Currently, right now, I'm writing a book 
about that, about my life, uh, block to the boardroom where where it inspires individuals who have made the wrong decision at one time right. to take some of the things that they have learned and apply it in life because well, you can make that change. That's important. Understanding where you might have gone wrong in the past and fixing it because that's another part of being able to identify opportunity. Um, Abel tuned in. Take Abel, for example. He does Forex trading, right? He does Forex trading at a high level. Now, most people who get into it are going to take a loss at the beginning. Is that a bad thing? No, because he probably took his losses. Mm -hmm. He took his lumps. He bumped his head. But through all that, he was able to identify a greater opportunity, a greater opportunity within the company he works with, a greater opportunity within his ability to invest and the things that he gets from it. Mm -hmm. And it's because of that persistence. It's because he kept trying. He would fall. He would mm -hmm. get back up and he would keep going. And I can say that with confidence without even knowing what his path through something like that has been like. So you got to understand that if you don't keep moving forward when things are difficult, that's when that's when you know you're going to get consumed. You're not going to reach that next step. A lot of people get analysis paralysis and they get stuck in. I'm going to research about this. I'm going to research about that. Mm -hmm. I'm going to do my research. You know, I'm going to look it up online and I'll find out all the information that I need to find out to not do commit any action, yeah, not yeah, yeah. do anything. I, I'm going to spend so much time studying. I'm not really going to do anything, right. but I promise I'm going to look into it. Right. And that it's super hard to identify opportunity because in your research, you're going to find one point of view versus another. Take like drop shipping, e-commerce, Shopify business, mm -hmm. right? Is a very profitable, proven business model that you need to work with. Um, but people, they're going to see it and then they're, they're going to go see one guy who's making videos about how it's the greatest thing ever mm -hmm. and about here's all the things that you need to do. And if you do these things the right way, there's a good chance that you will run a profitable online store. And then you will have person B who will say, everybody's doing it. It's saturated. You can't get in because everybody already knows this trick. So now mm -hmm. you have to catch whatever the next trend is. You know, figure out what the next trend is, which causes more research, more analysis, more paralysis. And you get stuck in this whirlwind of I know a little bit about a lot and I haven't committed enough time to any one thing to be able to identify the opportunities within it, to be able to identify my niche where I work best, what I know better than anybody else. Like Keto was saying at your 518 yeah. talks the other day, take something that you know better than anybody else and go in 100 percent. And uh, I think that's definitely the biggest challenge that people face, not doing things long enough, not so, sticking it out. So, so I, I think we, we've kind of, we've kind of really talked about uh, why we don't identify opportunity. Um, what I want to talk about now is, is how do we identify opportunity? Right. And, and I think a good way, a segue into that is, is just, if you look at the state of the capital region currently right now, yeah. and if you look on any given day on social media, you see new businesses popping up on a regular basis mm -hmm. um, in fashion, in art, in music, um, in politics, uh, bookstores, everything. You see all these different businesses, mom and pop shops, restaurants, all these things. And for me, and uh, I spoke about this a couple of weeks ago, I feel like it's great to see because it, it inspires change in the future. Mm -hmm. So when you have these on young entrepreneurs, everybody starting businesses, everybody, you know, uh, getting into the groundwork, um, everybody committing themselves to the work and understanding that, like you said, to get to the long term when you may take a loss in the beginning. Those, those P&L, P&L, profit and loss sheets, for those <laughs> listening, those P&L sheets might not look too friendly. 
Right in the beginning. In the beginning, you know, they may they may look a little bit scary for people, but you have to be committed to the process. Yeah. Um, a meme I love looking at is. Uh, once a year, this meme pops up and it shows diff six different pictures and it's Google, Amazon, uh, Apple, and it's showing these garages that they were uh, started in or whatever. And to think that a business as big as those started in a place like that, it's inspiring to say, OK, you can start just about anywhere yeah. and create a profitable business. But again, the thing is, is how do we identify that opportunity? Right. And it's definitely you, one, you have to do your research. And I know we just said, don't do too much research. You got to do your homework, but mm -hmm. you, there's got to be a lot of action behind it. So, you know, you're talking about Amazon. Take Amazon, for example. Jeff Bezos started Amazon.com selling books. Why? Because he did research and found that books, when that, when the internet was still early, he found that books were the one thing that was selling more than anything else. So I'm going to create a store based around books. And now he sells everything. Everything. And it's because he stayed, stuck with it long enough that he started to identify different opportunities within his business. I actually just made a video about this um, right on the other side of the office where I was talking about how entrepreneurs need to be a bit more, bit more creative and a bit more open-minded with the opportunities that are within the things that they're already providing. Because I can't tell you how many times our company has changed its direction and change what it does simply because we found new money-making opportunities within the things that we're doing. So mm -hmm. the longer you are an entrepreneur, you're going to become a smarter entrepreneur, right? You're going to yep. be, you're going to become more intelligent about business. You're going to forge new business relationships and you're going to find different ways to do things. And all of those things are going to provide different money-making opportunities for you. It's just a matter of if you are going to identify those opportunities and then actually do something about them. And another thing I really want to address is let's address the entrepreneur mentality. Yeah. Um, because I feel like that's a big piece of why people are unable to seek their opportunity yeah. is because there's this space uh, where people are operating in, in which it's like, it's my opportunity or not. Yeah. And and I think for a lot of people, because of, again, like we talk about coming from a place of lack yeah. um, an opportunity only presents itself. Every opportunity is like a once in a lifetime experience. For right. People. And it's like, you know, this is my chance. And if I don't activate on it right now, um, I'm never going to have this opportunity right. again. Not saying that that opportunity is really yours. Right. So I feel like a lot of what I see, especially like on social media, with there not being a lot of real a genuine and authentic support, I feel like a lot of people could be blocking themselves, as my wife says, uh, blocking their blessings because they're not going about things with the right mentality. Right. Talk about the mentality when it comes to being an entrepreneur and seeking and seeing your opportunity. Well, the best way, like the best mindset to have as an entrepreneur, a lot of people think that it's like hungry. Like extreme hunger, willing mm -hmm. to do anything to be able to make a sale or generate business and things like that. And I think before the hunger it has to be humility. Mm. Um, and before actually, the hunger is humility. And, you heard that. And shout out to Michael McCall, um, humble and hungry or humble but hungry. Humble but hungry, elevate and conquer. Um, but yeah, you need to be humble and you need to be excited about entrepreneurship itself. So I see like... All right, um, Flea, Kahim just joined in, right? So he's watching. He's an entrepreneur that I root for, you know? Even before we started partnering up and doing business together, I see entrepreneurs in my city and I root for them mm -hmm. because if everybody else is going to do better, it's going to provide more energy toward abundance, 
business success, financial success, financial freedom, and it's just going to make my job all the easier. I think you need to be excited about entrepreneurship. You need to be humble about where you are in business, where you are in knowledge, and where mm-hmm. you at, where you're at in terms of personal development. And understand that if other people win, it's not going to take away from your ability to win. And, and, and I think, you know, the more we talk about it, um, that place of a lack and that place of abundance, I think, you know, we have to give it the credit that it's due because it's a, it's conditioning of the population of people in poverty. Yep. So when you have a generation of youth uh, or a generation of individuals who have grown up with very little access to resources and true wealth, knowledge and financial literacy, which is what's happened. Yeah. You know, there's a generation of individuals, uh, a, a large portion of the country that has not had the same access as others. Mm-hmm. Um, and what I love about kind of this generation we're at is, is we're no longer feeding into the narratives. Like right. we know what America did. We know, we know what America, we know what America did. Right. It's obvious what America did. We know what they did, right? We, we're not denying that. But at some point you get past it. Yeah. You get past the conversation and dragging uh, and continuing the anger that comes with it. And you move on to that space of what's next. Right. Because a lot of people with the anger, they're they're holding on to it. Right. right. And if you hold on to something too tight, then your hands are not open for you to receive a new opportunity. Right. So so I, I really I really love that because I find that, you know, in conversating with others, about support, we all feel the lack of true and authentic support. We all want it. We all want to give it. We all want to be a part of it. But for whatever reason, it's hard for people to take that step outside of their own ego and really support. I, I feel like people miss that lesson when it comes to being successful in wealthy communities. People purchase and they support the wealthy community. They support businesses. Well, I was, that, that answers my question because <laughs> I was going to ask, what do you think is the best? How do, how do you gain support? By supporting. By supporting. It's, yeah, it's, it's as simple as that. Take take Saquon. Say less yeah. printing and apparel. Shout um, out to Say Less. So take Saquon, for example. Um, prior to him being a client, I wasn't too familiar with his work. I would see some of his work on social media. Great. Then I got to meet him in person a couple times, sat and talked with him, got to see where he where he was at with his business, where he wants to go. And he inspired me and I liked spending time with him. And now if I'm walking down the street or I get a DM or something and somebody says, hey, you know, you have your own merch. That's a nice jacket you have on. Now, Saquon didn't print my jacket. But if someone asks where they're going to get their stuff printed from, I tell them go to Saquon. I tell them say less printing because it's it's let's keep it in the marketplace. Let's yeah, support. Yeah, let's support just because that kind in on energetic level, karma will make it so that it comes back around. And also, I have no problem. Like we we do print stuff. You know, we make money from it. But that's one of my partners. That's one of my clients, and that's somebody from my community trying to do better for himself. I'm going to give him that referral business free of charge just because support equals support. Like attracts like, you know, we're going to get something back from him each and every time. And that's only because we keep pushing things along. Yeah. Way, you know? and, and that's what I kind of love about, you know, and, and it's something really I had to let me say that's something I had to learn. Because a couple of years ago, I didn't know what true and authentic support looked like. I wasn't giving it to other people. So when I wasn't receiving it, I'm saying to myself, psychologically, I'm saying to myself, I'm doing everything right. Why are people not supporting me? And then 
a, 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 a person, you know, sat me down and conversated with me and asked, talked to me about the energy that I was putting out. Mm-hmm. And I really had to do a, a genuine in self-service and look at that. Like, you know, what are my motivations? Mm-hmm. What are my motivations? What am I driven by? Am I motivated by ego? Am I driven about individual success? Right. Am I driven by money? Am I motivated by opportunity, revenge, things of that nature? So I really had to, what, what that made me look at was the human condition. Mm-hmm. What happened to me? how I got to where I'm at and how far did I really want to go and what does success look like to me? Mm -hmm. And that's when I started to view success much differently as far as I I say, you know, I say it to you. So like my idea of success a couple years ago may have been me as a millionaire sitting on an island, kicking back, uh, uh, you know, thinking about all my success. Now that view has totally changed now to I want to be sitting on the island with my team and my family, and I want us all to be looking back at our paths and our success and the things we've been able to accomplish. Because I'm like, if if I make a whole bunch of money and I'm sitting on an island by myself, who am I sharing it with? Right, right. You know, you know what I'm saying. And and how many people did I wrong? Make sure you listen to this, right? How many people did I wrong in the process of looking for the moment and trying to achieve my own personal success? And that's when I started to change my mentality. Mm. And even in content creating, creating opportunities for other entrepreneurs to share their visions, their passions, their innovation, their dreams, and who they are. Right. That's when my uh, idea and what my perception of what I wanted to do really changed. Right. And that's what 518 Talks does, not just the, the podcast, but giving vision a voice. That's what you actually do at Proctor's. And then you're going to be doing them here at Urban Coworks soon because Jeff told you you had to. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but venue's moving, baby. But um, but that's that's awesome because you your this business that you've created is literally support. You know, that's all it is, is support in, in one way or another. So I think that you're you're practicing what you preach and that you're embodying just being supportive, being helpful. And your idea of success is not achieving it by yourself. And I think that you're doing a great job bringing other people along for the ride. That's cool, man. Yeah. So we, we've talked about uh, why we don't uh, identify opportunity. We talked about that the human condition. We talked about uh, why we should and how we should. Now let's really talk about, let's talk about, I'm going to love this. Let's talk about some of the opportunities uh, in the capital region right now and how we access them. Right. I think there's nothing better than to kind of talk about uh, what's kind of going on. right. So as we're tying all this up and really showcasing mm-hmm. um, what we're talking about, it'd be very easy for us to sit here for a half hour, 45 minutes to talk about the Wolfpack Wealth Group, all we're doing and all the things we want to do. That's easy. But I think that the, the real power is talking about some of the work that everybody is doing and some of the opportunities to, to, to engage and embark on this mission. Absolutely. So I think for starters, understand that there are opportunities everywhere. And most of the time, um, you're going to either have to buy in or you're going to have to know somebody. And I, I get that. But make sure that if you do have to buy in or you do have to forge some kind of relationship or some connection, you actually go do that. So what are some opportunities in the capital region? Well, everybody's got a side hustle for just about everything. Mm-hmm. The name of like the easiest way to put some extra money in your pocket is through referral business. You know, take take what we do, for example. Um, credit repair. We will pay you if other people come in through, if people come in and get their credit repair and they say you sent them. He said it. They'll pay you for referring. They'll pay you. Take somebody who's either printing shirts or 
holding nightlife events or doing uh, business coaching, doing personal coaching. They have maybe they cook and they're doing catering or something like that. Referral business is a great way to build connections with mm-hmm. other professionals and entrepreneurs, as well as put some extra money in your pocket and learn the art of selling while you're doing something like yeah. that. Uh, also, is the Power Breakfast Club, which meets uh, once a week. Um, it's a, it's it's an entire group. It's a growing community of entrepreneurs, and they're all from different backgrounds, different cities, different different neighborhoods, different backgrounds. Um, it is a wonderful place to go and to engage, even if you don't think you know somebody in the room. And, and again, that's part of human condition. That comfortability. Yeah. Well, I don't know nobody. Why well, I gotta go? You know, if I'm going, I gotta go with somebody that I know. Right. So no. you can sit with the person you know the whole time. No. Go to go <laughs> to the, go to one of the Power Breakfast Club meetings. Engage in the conversations. Uh, 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 embrace the energy. You know what I'm saying? Take part in, in other activities. Um, that's definitely something. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely, Jorge. We got you. Definitely. Uh, hit us up afterwards. We we can definitely. Um, Make sure you get that information. But the Power Breakfast Club is a definitely an opportunity for people. Also, um, just recently there was, you know, the Black and Latino Caucus in Albany. Yep. Um, the the new, uh, the uh, Joaquin Hoke, and they have the Upstate Black Chamber of Commerce. Great resource. Reach out to them. I'm sure they're going to be doing trainings. They're going to be doing events. It's a great opportunity to learn and to engage and to embrace other young entrepreneurs and find your place in this new world. And another another opportunity that everybody needs to be cognizant of, everybody needs to understand, um, a lot of people, especially my generation, your generation too, like let's not kid ourselves, are sitting on social media all day long. Oh and man, talk and, about it. And they're not using social media, they're being used by social media because if you are using it to generate business, to boost your brand, to help other people, then that's great. But if you are sitting there and you're idly stroking up and down the, the, the feed and barely looking at stuff that's coming up, you're not really doing yourself all that much good. But there's an opportunity there. Everybody's doing it. Why don't you learn how social media works? Go talk to small businesses or people trying to build their personal brand. Hey, I will manage your social media. Hey, I will plan your content for the next month. I'll give you 30 prompts to be able to plan your content. Charge somebody 15 bucks for it. You could sell Mm -hmm. that to 10 people in a day. You made 150 bucks and you provided 10 different people with 30 pieces of content. Mm-hmm. So to make 300 pieces of content wouldn't take you more than an hour to do. And then you can just go sell that for $15 a pop to people. And, and it's easy, yeah. you know, and that's, that's, that can also, you know, help you steer toward building your own brand or building your business's brand by way of social media. So social media marketing and just helping people build their brand is a huge and it's very easy way to uh, to get some more money in your pocket. It's an easy opportunity, simple. And, and make sure you're doing that because, again, that's another thing, right? It takes, you know, 15, 20 seconds to like, share, and, and to embrace in a social media post. And here's why this is important, right? Social media is the new wave of business mm-hmm. um, and a real way to support not only your local businesses, but but just businesses kind of in general of individuals coming from disadvantaged backgrounds. If you see somebody and they're starting their own business and they're selling dinners or they're selling T-shirts or they're promoting a service, man, just like and share the posts. Right. Um, and, uh, and, and again, it doesn't take that hard. I'm going to tell you, right? 
it takes a lot more effort for you to scroll past something than for you just like and share it and keep it moving. And, and a lot of that has to do with like you got to you got to get out your feelings. You know what I'm saying? Everybody deserves the opportunity. Like and share people's stuff. I'm like and also, share people's stuff that I don't know because yeah. it's important to get it from one market to the next. And from you know, if if you have a direct competitor, I can understand how that might be a little bit difficult. We we're we're in a city where a lot of people make music, and if you know, somebody, you know, to be honest, we're in a city where a lot of people think they're in competition. They think they're in competition. <laughs> That's true. They so, think they're in competition. So it's no competition. They won't share each other's stuff. Yes, but. They will will bicker online about each other, not sharing each other's stuff. <laughs> so you gotta watch out for. I'm somebody. I'm glad he said it, and I didn't. Right for once, you don't have to be the one <laughs> to say it. Also. I didn't say it. He right, said it. Right, but uh, yeah, it's like you're not actually in competition. Just help each other out, and no one is gonna look at your profile and think anything less of you because you're sharing other people's stuff. You might just make somebody's day. Um, people who are only getting three, four, five, six comments per post, you comment something, they're going to love that you commented. You share somebody's post that doesn't normally get shared, you are going, they're going to be ecstatic that somebody shared their post. Yeah. And, and, you know, that positive energy is not to be, to be taken lightly. Uh, you do it enough times a day where you're supporting online. Mm-hmm. There are going to be a lot of people who are feeling very favorable feelings and emotions toward you and the universe is going to actually be able to uh, compensate you for it. It's kind of like a referral, (laughs) you know? Yeah. So we talked about why we don't uh, identify opportunities. We talked about how we can identify opportunities. Uh, We talked about kind of identifying our opportunities um, and keeping your energy in line with your mission um, so that you're not blocking your own blessings. As my wife Shantae says, don't block your blessings. Keep your energy and your karma clear um, because, you know, sometimes uh, life has a funny way of playing itself out and you may have a great business idea. You may, you know, you may be on to something and you won't get the support and the outcome that 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 you feel you deserve because of some of the energy you may have put into the universe. So be mindful of the way you interact with people in business and just support, 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 man. Listen, there's more than enough money, opportunity. There's more than enough uh, fame if that's what you want. There's more than enough houses and mansions. There's more than enough cars. They don't stop making them. There's more than enough everything for everybody. Listen to me say that again. There is more than enough everything for everybody. true. Don't be selfish with your resources. Don't be selfish with your opportunity, man. Don't be selfish with your energy. Make sure, you know, 